Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, we are just about halfway through Big 12 preview week. And Trey, what is our question for today? How many games will Texas win under Steve Sarkeesian in 2021? Okay, so before we break down the team, let's uh, let's talk about the head coach. Let's talk about Sark because, of course, we did an episode right when the hire happened, giving our thoughts then. But we've had several months to let those those thoughts simmer. So, what are you thinking now, Ryan? Well, at the time, I was pretty high on it, and I'm still pretty high on it. Not not a whole lot has been gone on that's changed my mind. Um, I definitely like the hires that he's made around his, his coaching staff, especially Pete Kwiatkowski, the defensive coordinator he stole from, from UW. Uh, that was a good, a good move. Um, you know, and I think recruiting is going pretty well. Uh, you know, I know there's been a couple, little bit of concern. Maybe they've lost out on a couple of key guys from the state of Texas, but Hey, he just got there a few months ago. So give him some time to develop those relationships. And they're still sitting at seventh in the recruiting rankings for 2022. So let's not nitpick too much here. I think the recruiting is going fine enough for them to be a very competitive team so um i'm still high i am too i mean he he's paid his dues and the circumstances didn't really help him in the his previous head coaching stints i think he's learned from them and is now at a place that isn't terribly difficult to have success like i know i know there are people out there that would say that they could coach alabama's offense with the weapons they had and i get that but when you really watched them, I was just so impressed of, with how he used the players. He was so creative in getting Devontae Smith the ball, even when the entire defense keyed in on him. Um, I know there's high expectations at Texas, but I think he's in a sweet spot in terms of where he is in his career. Yeah, and the other thing is he is walking into a much, much better situation than Tom Herman was before him. Who knows? If Tom Herman came into a situation like this, maybe he'd still be there. Maybe it would have worked out. But um Herman left it in a better spot. Of course, he didn't accomplish what Texas deserves and what Texas wants, but he left it in a better spot than he found it. You know, there's recruiting has gone well the last few cycles. Um, the the team has been a top 25 team the last three years. So yep. it, it's not going to take, you know, an insane coaching job to get them up to a, a top 10 or 15 level top, I guess, top five level is the ultimate goal. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good situation. So uh, let's uh, break down the the 2021 roster. What do you think about the offense, Trey? Well, I mean, their offense, Texas, they put out a top 10 offense the last couple seasons. Now, I, I know, of course, they lose Sam Ellinger and some weapons, but it's not a dire situation. I trust Sark kind of for the reasons I, I laid out earlier. He's going to get the most out of that offense as he develops some of that inexperience. Uh, you know, as we record today, it's either Casey Thompson or Hudson Card at quarterback. Thompson had that huge Alamo Bowl. But I mean, whoever gets the nod... They're going to have a young stud in, in Joshua Moore to throw it to. Cade Brewer is a, a solid tight end. Um, you also He also gets to hand it off to one of the best running backs in the country, Bijan Robinson. He lived up to the hype last year. Uh, you know He averaged over eight yards per carry. He's a home run threat. Now, they do lose Cosme on the offensive line. That will hurt. But the other four starters are back. The new offensive coordinator is a former Rutgers coach and Bama O-line coach, Kyle Flood. He's renowned for getting the most out of his line. So I kind of trust them there. And so I think this offense should be pretty good still. 
Yeah, if I was a, a Longhorn fan, I, I wouldn't be too worried. Uh, I think at this point you'd have to trust Sark with the offense and also just trust the talent that you have. Uh, Casey Thompson and or Hudson Card, I think I'd be fine with either of those guys. I'm not sure who I would want if I was a Longhorn fan. I just know I think I'd be all right with either of them. Um, then they have some playmakers. You already mentioned Joshua Moore, but uh, a receiver that got hurt last year as a true freshman, Troy O'Meary, he was supposedly going to have a breakout year uh, if he didn't get hurt towards ACL, but Coming back this year, he's a big-bodied receiver. He might be one of those missing pieces that just takes this offense to the next level. So there's plenty of weapons around the quarterbacks uh, that I'm not I'm not too worried about. I think they're going to have a good offense, uh, just a matter of how quickly they can uh, kind of pick up Sark's system. Yeah, and if they want to reach the levels that probably Sark and the fans want them to get to, I feel like some receivers emerging as consistent you know, sure. playmakers. I don't, there's not like a... There's not a Marvin Mims. There's not a, you know, Garrett Wilson, just a guy that's like, okay, we've got a great receiver, but maybe more than Amiri could be that, but it's definitely yet to be that proven. Um, okay. Let's move on to the defense. And it was 35th NSP plus last year, which was better than the year before. Um, so it's not terrible, but still, of course, not what you want, given the, the talent you're bringing in at Texas. And you brought up the hire of Pete Kwiatkowski from Washington. Love that hire. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. I think he's kind of got his work cut out for him in in year one. Uh, The defense last year was very good against the run. That's probably going to be the case again with Keandre Coburn back up front. He is a a beast at nose tackle. Um, Alfred Collins on the D-line, he could break out. He was really good towards the end of last year uh, as a freshman. The question I have is the pass defense and you know the in particular that the pass rush was terrible last year and they lose their best pass rusher Joseph Osai he's off to the NFL so um and they also lose regarding that pass defense their top two safeties now they've they've added transfers at every level to try and address some of these issues Ray Thornton from LSU is getting some praise as a transfer he could he could be a good pass rusher but to me kind of more than anything the hope is that Kwiatkowski's scheme and coaching gets them up to that next level rather than anything obvious uh, on the roster. Yeah, absolutely. And if we're talking about Texas trying to make a run at a Big 12 title, there's no question that the defense has to take a pretty good leap this year. Um, And, you know, because that really ended up almost essentially being on the field what ended up ultimately costing Herman his job. And then this year, losing four of the, the top five tacklers isn't helping, but they, you kind of touch on there, there's a flurry of transfers coming in, mainly at linebacker. If those guys can kind of blend in and mesh well, then there's a chance that this, this defense uh, could improve. Cause I, I totally agree with you guys on Kwiatkowski. Great hire. Um, and because you talk about that pass rush, they ranked 115th in sack rate Oof. and then, you know, losing those guys. So they, they, it, it can really only go up there, but they need it to dramatically go up if they really want to compete. So, Hopefully, some of the, the the blend of the transfers and some of that experience will provide a jump, and be, and they can be more consistent in that pass D. Uh, and on special teams, we we don't often talk about special Whoa, teams, but Dicker the kicker, Dicker the kicker is back. Wow, so gotta mention him. He can win in there forever. Games. <laughs> it seems like he has been. All right, uh, let's move on to their schedule. Uh, take a look at what they got upcoming, and it's a very quick start here for good old Sark. Um, Louisiana comes to to Austin in week one. 
Uh, I remember Louisiana won at Iowa State to begin last year, and they bring like everybody back. So that's that's like a top twenty five team, uh, arguably, and that's going to be a tough one. I would be happy with a one point win if I was a Texas fan against that team. That's a good team. So any win, take it. And then week two is challenging. They got at Arkansas, who is uh, obviously a much improved squad under Sam Pittman. So tough couple of first games out of the gate, and then Rice finishes their non conference. Uh, in Big Twelve play, they you know they got four road games, four home games, and then of course they got uh, the Red River rivalry uh, against Oklahoma. But um, they do play at TCU, which is kind of uh, been Texas's nemesis. Um, so and at and at Iowa State. So it's um, it's not the easiest schedule in the world for for the Longhorns. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's let's answer the question then. How many games will Texas win under Steve Sarkeesian in 2021? I will go first. And you know, there's there's of course still a lot of talent on the roster as we talked about. They've recruited well uh, under Tom Herman, so they'll be good. But I'm going to go eight and four. Maybe that's a little bit disappointing for the the Texas fans. But there's a lot of change. You know, new staff, new quarterback. Um, and they're last in the Big 12 in returning production. Of course, a lot of that is, is Sam Ellinger uh, leaving. And they've got, like you mentioned, a couple of tricky non-conference games. So, you know, maybe maybe Sark and Kwiatkowski can prove me wrong and sort of work their magic on both sides of the ball right away. But I'm, I'm going a little conservative, I guess, at 8-4. and four. I, I agree. I'm going 8-4 and four as well. Um, you know, I, I really wish that they had a really soft game one so that they could work some of the kinks out, but they have a couple tricky games to start out. And obviously they could win both, but and the way I'm kind of looking both. Yeah. Oh yeah. Likely. They will be favored. It's yeah. not like they're not going to win. We're, we're not saying they're going to lose, but um, it's, it's just, it'll be difficult to win both. But if, Hey, if they, if they manage to, to win those first three non-conference games, then eight would be the absolute floor in my eyes because when you look at their schedule after the red river river rivalry on october 9th the horns they have a chance to go on a run aside from the game at iowa state they're probably going to be favored in every other one so if they're able to to do well in that first half of the schedule they could have a big year but i'm going eight and four we're all in agreement i'm saying eight and four too um you know i'm there's i'm worried about the defense a little bit i don't think it's going to be elite i like quitkowski but not in year one um and then I I'm, I do like the quarterbacks. I think they're going to be fine, but it's got to be a drop. Sam Ellinger was a really, really good quarterback uh, for them for four years, maybe eight. Uh, but I just don't think they will be able to replicate what he did uh, right out of the gate. So I think with a little bit diminished QB play, new systems, it's asking a lot with a pretty solid schedule for them to win more than maybe eight games. So it's certainly possible, but uh, I wouldn't bet on it. So give me eight. Okay, well, we're not exactly going out on a limb there because their season win total uh, in Vegas is set at eight. So, you know, Texas fans, let us know what you think about your team, if you think they're going to go over that win total. If you think we're idiots about thinking that they're not going to go over, <laughs> yeah, don't tell us. Tell the, tell the bookmakers. Go bet, you know. Yeah. Go win some money. <laughs> but uh, uh, be sure to follow us also on social media if you haven't already. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, it's at CFB Bros. Those links are in the description on YouTube. And we're going to be back tomorrow discussing the X factors that could affect the Big 12 championship race. So there'll be a little bit more Texas talk tomorrow as well. We'll see you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. 
Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.